Welcome to the Cinema Shit Show. listening we're off to a great start uh, so. <laughs> i think it kind of like i take notes but i find that it kind of works better when you're just kind of like like stream of conscious like you're not super mm-hmm. in your head um right. so I, like i took notes but probably not as extensively as i should um because mm. honestly i kind of feel like this is more of a vibey movie i mean i know mm. it has a lot of influences but it's just like i kind of got to a point where it's like yeah, I'm just going to talk about how vibey and cool it is. And I hope you guys are okay with that. <laughs> so, no, I, I actually feel the same way. The, this is my third time watching that this year. And I'm, I, I'm amazed at how fast this movie goes by. Like, it's 90 uh-huh. minutes. And it feels like it's like it never stops going. Like, there's always something going on. But, yeah, it's like there's not... A super lot to talk about like it definitely is like you said it's like a vibe it's it's yeah anyways i i i enjoy it but that's why we have nicks because nicks keeps the shit going (laughs) i have a purpose in life is that like the the kind of uh dynamic you guys have yeah yeah i think nicks is Nix does like the research and like all the like nerdy information and kind of the. <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a nerd right now. Uh, do you guys know your Myers Briggs personality type? Oh, um, uh, no. I think I'm an INFP. I think. Are you serious? I think so. I'm an INFP. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I- I would describe myself as an extroverted introvert. That's the best okay. I can do. I, I'm well, it's a little <laughs> bit different than that. <laughs> I, I, I definitely can attest to that. I, I think that in at points I'm can be extroverted, but I think I tend yeah. to to be more introverted. So okay, well, if anybody's confused. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, are we recording right now? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's like my fa- that's my favorite thing when podcasts are like going for like ten minutes and somebody's like, "Wait, are we recording?" <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's good. So it's a Sunday. It's a Sunday morning. Well, it's morning for me. I think it's a noon time for for y'all. Um. So uh, and and we're here to uh, talk about a movie. We started off by finding out that Shithead Shinobi did in fact take notes this time, but he decided to not bring them with him. So <laughs> we're off to a great start. Um, today, uh, and, uh, and Ben is great, great that you're actually awake and with us this time, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, we tried to do this last week and Ben 
somehow slept through his alarms, slept through the phone calls. Um, and so we rescheduled for today. So I'm glad you made it, buddy. Um, Thank we you. have a <laughs> guest with us today. Um, which I, I don't know why I bother saying that because we always have a guest. And uh, we have with us uh, Jamila, and she hi. is hi. She's uh, <laughs> she's part of the uh, of the um, Scheist International Film Club, that which is where we all met, and she's kicking off her own podcast called Read It and Peep, and yeah. you can you can look for it on Twitter that way, or you can go to at Read It Peep, and that's Peep. P-E-E-P, um, sort of like the uh, Easter candies. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what's the, uh, what's since it's not out yet, do you want to give a, like the premise of what you guys are going for? Yeah, basically, uh, me and my co-host, Heather, we, uh, we love reading, and I love movies, and we decided we wanted to start a podcast in which we read any written work. It doesn't just have to be a book. Uh, like, it could be a play or short story or whatever. Um, and then we watch an adaptation or several adaptations. It, it could be a movie or it could be a TV show. And uh, yeah, we just like compare it and talk about it. We're kind of trying to figure out like what makes a good adaptation because she kind of has this opinion that I think a lot of book lovers have that the book is always better, you know? Um, yeah, just have fun, talk about books, talk about movies. <laughs> Well, I can't wait for you guys to do Spawn. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, sure that, I'm, sure, I'm sure that's going to be on their list. Um, sure. I mean, she, no, listen, she's really big into horror films. Like, oh, okay. way more than most people. So it might be. Oh. We're definitely going to do a that's... lot of Stephen King, which no. kind of ties into this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. This, that name comes up a lot in this movie. Um, uh-huh. which, which reminds me, Ben, we, we watched a movie. Uh, what movie <laughs> did we watch, Ben? We watched In the Mouth of Madness. He got the title the... right! Oh, <laughs> yes! I bet you, I've been saying Into the Mouth of Madness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 1994, I think that's right. Correct. <laughs> yes. Okay, good. Directed... Um, Oh yeah, go. I, I I I wanted to speak real quick on the podcast idea. I I think that's a great idea. I haven't seen anybody do that, and um, I probably tend to lean towards your co-hosts. Um, take that. Yes, the book usually is better. Uh huh. Um, but there are a lot of great adaptations, so you guys should have a lot of fun with that. And I'm I'm really yeah. looking forward to to yeah, uh, listening to it when it comes out. And yeah. doing Stephen King ones will will. That'll fill a fucking year, probably. There's right, so many. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's uh, y- yeah, you have plenty of uh, stuff to cover, so that's great. Yeah. So it's uh, in the mouth of madness from 1994. It's directed by the great John Carpenter, and uh, maybe an unpopular opinion, but I think this is the last good movie he ever made. Um. Because after this, we got, like, what, Ghost of Mars, which is a hilarious, hilarious shit show. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, that's, a, that's a good party movie. Um, and then I think, what, what was the one, Ben, you had brought it up, the one where the, the girl is in, like, the asylum or whatever. Uh, he did, like, six years, yeah. five years ago. I, I can't am, think of the name. I remember. Uh, unimpressed. So 
it's it's good. I think he should have just wrapped it up after this one. But it's got a quite a stacked cast. Um, mm. You've got Sam Neill, um, Julie Carmen, Styles, Jer- Jurgen Prachnow uh, from <laughs> Das Boot. Uh, you got uh, David Warner uh, in here, and John Glover, who was the great Clamp in Gremlins Two. Uh, he's the uh, <laughs> uh, Charlton Heston shows up. It was probably you know, not his last thing because he did that Planet of the Apes with Tim Burton, but um, I hadn't seen him in something in a long time, so it was kind of cool to see him him show up. Uh, the the older ladies, Frances Bay, you you'll know her when you see her. You see her in a lot of stuff, and My a favorite. very a very young Hayden Christensen shows up <clears throat> at the very very end. He's a little really he's the paper. The, <laughs> yeah. Yep. He's a little paper boy at at the end that that points points uh, Sam Neill in the direction of of the highway. Um, wow! So, um, oh, I almost forgot. We can't remember. I can't forget. Um, Wilhelm von Humburg uh, is uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is in this movie. You may not know the name. You'll know the face. He was uh, Vigo the Carpathian from Ghostbusters Two. Mm-hmm. And uh, in here, he's little Johnny's dad in in the odd town that we go to. Um, okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, lots of you know him when you see him, people, when when you watch this one. Uh, All right. So, Jamila, you you were uh, you're you're the first. It's your first time. Uh, we always do like a quick summary to kind of like sum up what is the movie about, uh, what's going on. I'm gonna throw that to you. Right. Um, I actually saw this a while ago. I did this like horror movie challenge. But um, anyway, um, it's about this insurance agent and he is hired to investigate uh, this uh, fraud uh, claim. Uh, this author, uh, Sutter Kane, he disappears and uh, their publishing company wants uh, him to investigate uh, and find out where he is uh, so that they can release his new book. Um, and uh, and so it's kind of like this weird kind of like uh, X-Files dynamic he has with the editor where he just doesn't believe anything supernatural is going on but of course he's going to be proven wrong um (laughs) and uh after that it's just kind of like uh a fun time well not fun for them uh (laughs) it's like (laughs) they go to this town and all this crazy stuff is happening and they find out um the manuscript is driving people crazy and um it's like this weird lovecraftian thing um and uh and he eventually gets driven crazy too and that's the end (laughs) so i'm glad you brought up the lovecraft thing because i i would consider this the best lovecraft film that's not actually based on lovecraft yeah i've Um, heard that yeah And, and you've read a lot of his stories yes um, okay. Yeah, this is this was uh, a dream come true for me because you know, aside from Reanimator and From Beyond, which are you know more kind of like special effects, gore, and and you know, kind of black humor. 
Um, uh-huh. It was it was kind of cool to see them try to take the the ideas and the themes that Lovecraft always dealt with and build around that. Even the title of the movie, In the Mouth of Madness, is a play on a Lovecraft story called At the Mountains of Madness. Which, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I think I read that. It was interesting. Yeah, yeah Guillermo... Hmm? Oh, sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> oh, I was going to say, Guillermo del Toro almost made made an adaptation of At the Mount- Mountains of Madness. Uh, that would have been cool. What were you going to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this was interesting to me because when I was watching the film for the first time, I was like, oh, so this is like a Stephen King thing. This is what this author is inspired by. And I feel like a lot of people uh, think that and, you know, they even include that reference. And then I come to find out, oh, no, but this is uh, a, like like uh directly references hp lovecraft which i'm not familiar with any of his works uh, my co-host heather is not familiar with any of them either so this is interesting to watch um well yeah. i will, I will. <laughs> <laughs> so because we were talking before we started recording we were uh we we're finding out the history of hush puppies um <laughs> and, and we jamila and i were both like it's got to be something racist right right um, yeah uh well hp lovecraft was a huge racist um, yeah i've heard that yeah, yeah so, so uh <laughs> it's one of those yes those, those times <laughs> where I, so. you can separate the artist from the art and you really need right to. Um, and it's funny about there was that show uh that was a black cast that was like kind of oh, referencing lovecraft uh, country i think yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched it. the pilot, and I was like, I'm not sure that this is for me, but I might check it out again. <laughs> I completely forgot about it. I meant to check it out. I did get... It, it was pretty beloved. A lot of people were disappointed that it was canceled. <clears throat> yeah. Well, hopefully they haven't buried it like they did with a lot of... Oh, that and that guy, that guy, um, Jonathan Majors is in it. Mm. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the Ant-Man and Marvel stuff, right? Well, that's not what he's known for anymore. No, not right now. <laughs> he's got some some legal issues, some abuse uh, um, accusations, I believe, going on. Yeah, not really, really accusations anymore. <laughs> no. It's it's really sad because his career was really taking off, and he's a really good actor. So I'm really sad to see that. But mm. so anyway, we're not here to talk about ongoing. Um, uh, lawsuits and whatnot. So, right. This when this movie kicks off, it kicks off with the cheesiest goddamn mm. rock music you have ever heard. Um, uh, so it, it's just this uh, electric guitar and some drums, and that's pretty much all that it sounds like. Originally, uh, Carpenter wanted it to be uh, uh, oh, what's that? Uh, Metallica's uh, Inter Sandman. Oh god! And and they could, I guess they couldn't afford the rights, so he's just like, ah, fuck it, we'll just make our own. And um, yeah, we've got Metallica at home, kids. Uh, <laughs> this music in no way fits the tone of the rest of the film at all. It is. Completely... I thought it was great. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh god! I hate, the begin- I hate the beginning of this movie maybe more than like any opening to any movie ever. It's so bad. <laughs> Just, just that one part, just the music yeah, in the beginning. Like, well, just like you know, the the printing and like you know, they're showing these random shots of like a book being made. It's just so cheesy. It's like, oh, I love it. it. What's wrong, Well, I love, the, I love the visuals. I like the close-ups of the printing press and all that. Uh, uh, I thought that was cool. Um, no. 
Not for me. Taking it to an extreme, Ben. Um, Thumbs down. But uh, when, when we when we're when we're done with all that, we're gonna we actually start um, in an insane asylum. Uh, and really cool design for the building. Uh, out, uh, it's, it's really really visually interesting. It's it's an old water it's a water treatment plant um, somewhere in Canada, I believe. Uh, and we're introduced to John Glover, who runs the 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 uh, psych, the the psych ward. Uh, and this is where we're introduced to John Trent. Who is our hero? This is Sam Neil. He's dragged in wearing a uh, wearing a um, what do you call those? Straight jacket. Straight jacket. That's right. Uh, screaming, uh, screaming. Um, you know, uh, kind of fighting with the uh, orderlies and whatnot. He kicks some dude in the balls, uh, right. and uh, as they're dragging him away, or when they when they throw him in his cell, <laughs> one of the greatest lines he goes, "I'm sorry about the balls." It was a lucky shot. <laughs> uh, so, this movie's kind of kind of weird because it really teeters on sometimes just being absolutely hilarious and also like really creepy. I mean, it's, mm. it's a weird balance. Um, and then um, at that point, that's when uh, the Carpenters music, like a music yes! version. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, so completely side note for from the movie, but. One of my favorite records growing up was um, the, I think it was DGC, David Geffen Company. Um, he, they did a um, compilation. They took a bunch of bands. Nirvana was on there. I think the Breeders were on there. Sonic Youth was on there. And it was all Carpenters covers. And oh, nice. still, still to this day, I, I absolutely love that album. It's just so, so good. So that just like brought me back to like when I was a teenager listening to that. And I was like, oh, the Carpenters. <laughs> I really love this song. My parents, mm. uh, they play, used to play it all the time. My mm. mom told me that uh, it was her like junior high graduation song. So it's like mm. one of those cheesy songs that has like a special place for me. <laughs> it was, was funny. <laughs> is it, uh, we've only just begun? Is that yeah. the first point? Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, you it's can... great. I, I love the Carpenters. It's not in my normal wheelhouse, but I, I love them. So yeah. I was happy to hear it. She was, she was so talented. Hmm. Have you seen so, her drumming? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I have. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No. So you, what, what's kind of cool is you can hear all the inmates singing along with it. And Sam Neill screams out. Well, this was really funny too. He goes, "I'm not insane." Oh, and then you hear a crazy in the room next to him go, "I'm not if he's not." <laughs> uh, he also he also says not the carpenters and then i yes, feel like that was yeah. the first moment where it's like okay there's a meta element to this film yeah. John Carpenter. <laughs> yeah. and it's produced uh, yeah. produced by uh his now wife deborah uh-huh oh wow yeah i think that um it's like nicks was saying like this this movie really they don't shy away from doing, you know, humorous jokes and which I think is good because I think maybe otherwise it would just be like super dark and depressing and Yeah. Which so. is why I just was not in the mood to watch Prince of Darkness, which I know mm. is a part of this trilogy. I was just like, uh no, I need some funny and some 
gory. I need I need the balance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you mentioned uh the trilogy what we're referring to is uh Carpenter actually calls it this as well. He calls it his Apocalypse trilogy and it's just kind of loosely connected films and that consist of The Thing um and then Prince of Darkness and this one uh, they all kind of deal with like end of the world scenarios sort of things is how they all kind of tie together. And that's why I would say I would throw Halloween three season of the witch in there uh-huh. as well, even though he didn't direct it, uh, it really fits that theme as well. Well, this is when it actually, the, the movie starts to show you, you know, just how kind of cool and creepy it can be. Cause while he's looking out the window of his, his, the porthole of his, of his, uh, padded cell, all of a sudden, you see a shadow behind him, and uh, that's where we first see uh, um, Sutter Kane. Um, so, and also, you kind of get uh, the hint. They're, they're giving you hints and stuff that stuff's happening outside of the asylum. Like, things are getting bad out there, but you don't know exactly what it is at this point. So, now, uh, we get into, well, we, we've got to have um, uh, the, 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 the doctor comes in to interview him. Sam Neill's been drawn crosses with a, with a black crayon all over the walls on his clothes and on his face. Can you draw <laughs> on yourself with a crayon? Yeah. Really? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so, but they, they did a good job of it. Wait, did we know for sure it was a crayon? Yes. They show us a crayon? Okay. Because uh, when, when the doctor uh, is being led in there, he's like, "Did it, has he said anything? Did he ask for anything? And they said, all he asked for was a black crayon. Mm. So, um, so yeah. Anyway, he's going he's gonna to interview um, uh, John Trent to find out what's going on. And uh, so now we're going into a flashback. And this is where the actual movie movie, or, you know, the full story starts. We're introduced to him... Um, yeah, he's an insurance investigator, so he's supposed to uh, bust people that are making false insurance claims. Uh, we're introduced to that with a, a great scene of, of a guy completely drenched in sweat. Um, it's kind of kind of uh, kind of cool, um, and that's where he gets the uh, uh, he, he's he's sitting getting his next job, and they're at a restaurant or something. And there's a big pane of glass uh, behind him, and you can see across the street. I think it was a. a it might have been a bookstore or a toy store. I can't remember what it was. But, I think it was uh, a bookstore. I, I would think so. Um, and then, uh, and as they're talking, you can see this dude, people running out of the store, and dude comes out, and he's, he's holding an axe. He does not look well. There's something very wrong with this man. Um, and he heads straight for them and uh, smashes the window, and he's about to, to – he, he – he, uh, He's he's got Sam Neill trapped below him, and what does he say? Does he, what does he say? Do he you read like... Sutter Kane? Oh, is yeah. that, that it? Okay. <laughs> uh, yep. You'll hear that quite a bit. Um, and then uh, he, uh, I think he says something else as well. I can't. Because like, do you, do you see? Do you see? Didn't yeah. they keep saying that? Yeah, I think that's or what he they sees were also... you. I know they say he that. He sees you, yeah. They say they like talk a about bunch of things seeing like that. a lot, and then yeah. you could see his eyes, his pupils. They're like stretched out. It looked yeah. like mitosis or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw this, and like not to like derail things, but it just made me think of. Um, I don't know if you guys ever saw Bird Box 
remind me oh, of yeah. how their eyes looked like in Bird Box. And so I was like, mm. is that a Lovecraft inspired uh, film and book? Maybe. I don't know. Well, from what I, I haven't seen it, but the description of it sounds kind of like it because whenever you read a Lovecraft, he, he's great at building this mood and, and this uh, sense of unease and all that. And then uh, your narrator <laughs> finally gets down to the bottom of the stairs of the mysterious you know, whatever tunnel or whatever's going to happen. And then it's like, and it was so terrifying, I can't explain it. But it drove right. him crazy. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so that sounds kind of similar. If you look at them, it drives you immediately insane. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so um, anyway, Duda, do get shot before he can kill Sam Neill. Uh, so Sam Neill's got the job. He goes in, uh, uh, he goes to meet... Um, Oh, by the way, you notice when the guy got shot, there were no blood, no blood capsules, no squibs. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So <laughs> apparently they didn't have the budget for it. They couldn't afford that. So. What? Is the budget yeah. or? Yeah. Because what was this? What was this rated? Wasn't this rated R? Yes. Oh, okay. So they could have done that. Okay. If they had Weird. the money. Yeah. Okay, but that's confusing because there's some really crazy effects in this movie. How how was Squibs taken off the? I well, don't know about that. Seems that see it seems like an oversight, and they just no, not according know. to Carpenter. Carpenter says that is specifically why this movie uh, was only made for eight million dollars. Wow. They Which... just ran out of money for that scene. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> they had to pick and choose where they were going to uh... spend it. And um, they did. I think they, they put it on the things that were important, which is our creatures and, and locations and Ugh. stuff. I um, love that scene so much, by the way. It's just like, like when it happens... Like when he when the guy comes in with the axe, yes, you're oh, just yeah. like I am ready. Like this is a movie. <laughs> like I'm here for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So he gets the job. Uh, he goes to the book publisher, which is run by Charlton Heston, and uh, you find out that um, Sutter Kane, the writer of these best-selling books, uh, they they like to say you know he he sells more than Stephen King. Um, you hear stuff like that a couple of times. And that's where we find out the guy with the axe that just tried to kill him was Sutter Kane's agent. Right. Um, so already pieces are starting to come together uh, that something ain't right. Um, and uh, we also find out that the agent was the only one, I think, uh, one of the only people that had read his new book, which is which right. is not, they don't have the full manuscript yet. So yeah. um, I find out that I guess some people are uh, more susceptible, and when they read Sarah Kane's stuff, they start to go a little bit wonky. And um, some of them are like ransacking bookstores and you know whatnot, uh, clamoring for the next the next one to come out and stuff like that. So uh, something's fucked up. Um, so uh, do 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 do. Oh, I um. So at what the fuck. What does this year's hula hoop mean? Does anybody know what I was talking about? I don't know. <laughs> Were you like uh, doing a review for Hudsucker's Proxy? That's funny. I have no idea what that note means. Uh, but uh, we're introduced to Styles as well, who works for the book publisher. Um, and, uh, Sam Neill immediately tries to get in her pants. Um, she has none of it. 
Which he does seem, he seems to do with every single woman that he comes across. Yeah. Does he really interact with any any other women? You're right. He doesn't do it with grandma. The redhead in the begin the redhead, oh, the, redhead. Secretary. the secretary that, that walks yeah. in there. Okay. Yeah. I forgot. Um I mean so, I feel uh, him. She was cute. I wish that she <laughs> I I wish that she would have been the lead instead of the other one, but Oh no, I thing. like her. I thought she was I cute. Do, I, no no no, I do too, but I'm just saying like visually I would have preferred that. Okay. <laughs> All right, Ben likes redhead. Uh, <laughs> I uh, do not discriminate my hair color. I will. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I don't either. But you know, redheads are nice. That's all. Um, anyway, for sure, for sure. So she kind of like eggs him on. It's like because uh, he keeps talking about you know he doesn't believe that that Sutter Kane's really missing. He thinks it's uh you know a, a, a thing for publicity or whatnot. He doesn't get mm-hmm. the whole thing. He's not a big horror reader. And she kind of eggs him on. It's like, maybe you should actually read his stuff. Because maybe you just can't get it or whatever. It's like a dare. So yeah. he he goes out and he, he buys like every book. There's like five books out so far, I think, uh, from what I can mm-hmm. tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where another fucking weirdo uh, that does not look well uh, asks him, you know, Something about Sutter Kane and whatnot, and uh, freaks he him asked out. him. They, they all say, like, Do you see? Are you oh, seeing? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> something mm-hmm. like that, <laughs> or we we see you, or do you see? We see you, he sees yeah. you, yeah. Um, he sees you, yeah. So, on the way home, he walks by. There's, there's these giant promotional posters of uh, the last book that came out, um, and there's like a tear in one, and he kind of flicks at it a little bit. And uh, around the corner in the in the alleyway, you see a bunch of homeless people, and there's a cop beating on one of them, uh, just beating the shit out of them. Uh, and Sam kind of stops and watches, and then he's like, "Oh!" The cop looks at him, and Sam Neal's like, "Oh, I guess I better go." And the cop's like, "You want some money?" <laughs> uh, he goes home, and he he's reading all these books. I guess he must be a speed reader because I don't know. He he's gotten through a couple of them. And then he has a nightmare, and he's back in the alleyway, and now uh, it's just the cop and one person, and the cop is now all mutated and, and whatnot. His face is all fucked up. And at that point, all the homeless people show up behind Sam, so now he is uh, trapped in this alleyway. And when you, when you see everybody behind him, they've all got axes, and they must all shop at the same axe store, because they <laughs> all look exactly the same. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a, it, it, he wakes up from his nightmare and uh, he kind of rubs his eyes and the print from the book has been coming off on his on, on his fingers so it wipes under his eyes and it's kind of like makes him look kind of crazed and, yeah. uh, and uh, yeah. I think it's kind of like foreshadowing what we saw in the beginning when he had the crayon stuff all over yes which I still don't think is possible to do but somebody email us and let us know can you write on yourself with a crayon uh, <laughs> send them a picture I'll... like yeah. send them a picture just like a bunch yeah. of crosses um, <laughs> I like it I like it now, I think it's a, at this point, like, he looks at one of the covers and he notices that there's this red outline on it. It's like, it almost mm-hmm. looks kind of random. And he all of a sudden has this big aha eureka moment. 
uh, each of the covers has a little red outline on it. He starts cutting them like they're puzzle pieces. And I'm going, he cannot be the only person in the world to just notice that each of these covers has something hidden on it. There's no right. fucking way. Um, anyway, he puts them all together and it, and it, and it, and it leaves, uh, it, you put them on a map and it looks like it forms a, a town in New Hampshire. Um, called Hob, is it Hobbs Inn? Yeah. Which is the, the fictional town that Sutter Kane writes about all the time. Right. Um, so now <laughs> Styles and, and, uh, and, uh, Trent, they go on a road trip to go uh, go find Hobbs Inn and hopefully find Sutter Kane. And here's where Sam Neill really shows off his uh, his flirtation tactics. Um, <laughs> Styles is asleep in the passenger seat as they're driving oh, along. Oh, God, this is the worst. <laughs> he knows how to woo the women. Uh, she's sound asleep as he's driving. He reaches into the glove box, and there is a fucking clown horn in there for some reason. I I guess in case his actual car horn breaks, he can hold it out the window and honk at people. But, uh, and he honks it in her ear and then pretends like he did nothing. Um, right. and I was like, dude, you're not, that is not the way to get in her pants. Um, I mean, also, if he's I Sam Neill, it would work on me. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure Sam Neill could do pretty much anything back in the day and, uh, that would work. So, oh, he's but still he's still a good looking guy. If if somebody did that to me, I would be so angry. I don't even know what I would do. Well, she starts hitting him, so I guess she did the right thing. She threw she chips at him. hitting him while he's driving. I'm like, I know you're mad, but like he's got the wheel, honey. <laughs> uh, I mean, from personal experience, I've had that happen. So, but yeah. uh, he well, he she she throws potato chips at him, and he says. Never throw chips at a at the driver. Um, <laughs> silly. Uh, Wait, so... can we can we establish something? No, because like, I could not. <laughs> I could not figure out. Is he supposed to be American? I don't think they ever specify. Yes. Because he, he acts yeah. like an American, right? He acts like an American, but he's like seems like he's kind of doing an accent but it's not good but i'm just like (laughs) (laughs) love him but like what's going on wait isn't sam neil from like australia australia yeah yeah so i i i also noticed that in the movie that in certain parts he definitely he like goes back to his australian accent Yeah. yeah Well, it's like most of it. He's, <laughs> it's he's like, definitely, yeah, he's definitely supposed to be American, though. I'm pretty yeah, sure. he's like or, coded as an American. Like, oh, this yeah. obnoxious American workaholic. I'm like, right. are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just going to say it's reality all, already un- unraveling. How about that? Okay. I explained it away. So we get a lot of driving scenes at this point. Um, and uh, it's night. It finally gets to nighttime, and this is where it starts to get creepy again, because um, you see a little kid riding riding a bike in the middle of the night uh, down this this you know uh, deserted road, um, and then they uh, well then all of a sudden it, it it's like it 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 they hit him because he all of a sudden comes the other way. It's like it doesn't make any sense. And all of a sudden, this kid is like 
98, 90 years old looking, but he's still got a child body. Mm. Um, right. And when it, it, it's kind of creepy. It's not the greatest old age makeup, but when you hear the child voice say, uh, he won't let me leave, and it comes out of that old face, it's really kind of disturbing. Yes, Ben? Didn't at this point they switch drivers and she's driving? Yeah, she's driving. Yeah. 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 Because Which I all thought... of this stuff... Go ahead. Oh, no, you can continue. No, I was just going to say, because there's a funny scene. See when they get there, and he goes, "Ah, I slept through the night. Thanks for driving." And like all this crazy stuff had happened. <laughs> right? No, because she like she hits the kid, and she's clearly like really uh just messed up about it. And he's just like, "Okay, keep on driving." Right? <laughs> what an asshole! Like, no, you're driving now because this kid. We just did a hit and run, and then he disappeared, and I'm freaked the hell out. Obviously. She should not be driving if she's hitting kids. Like, and you're just gonna go back to sleep. <laughs> hey. going back to sleep. <laughs> listen, listen. It's a typical man, right? Like, they're just uh, oblivious. You oblivious to the world. Oh my god. Uh, well, yeah. Kid, just kid. After saying, you know, he won't let me leave. Uh, she looks away. When she looks back, the kid's just on his bike and rides off, uh, like nothing. Nothing happened. Uh, but yeah, then, then we get to the crazy shit happening. She's driving. Um, and then all of a sudden you start seeing like flashes and she looks off to the side. And there's like windows um, with light coming through, passing them. And it's and she looks, well, she first of all, I think she looks out the window because it got super dark. Yeah. And you can see the sky below the car. Right. With, like, lightning, which is fucking cool as shit. Um. And then the stuff starts flashing, and uh, and uh, if if you're allergic to strobe lights or whatever, that scene could be a little traumatic. Uh, and then all of a sudden, she's on up on a covered bridge. It just shows up out of nowhere, and it's daytime, and they they're in this this non-existent town of Hobson. That's where right. Trent wakes up and was like, <laughs> so, um, so uh, they they go into the town. The town's basically um. Basically, uh, it looks like it's uninhabited. There's nobody there. And uh, she's wearing the most horrendous pantsuit I've ever seen. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, no, it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, my it's God. So, so, I, thought, so bad. I thought she was a baddie the whole entire time. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, didn't, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> Just, uh, it, I mean, they're like each leg is like one big bell bottom. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's terrible. I, I'm not a fan of pantsuits, and this is the worst one I think I've ever seen. I, um, I, I'm okay with pantsuits, but this was just, like, over the top. It was like, it was like, um, oh, God, what's her name? Diane Keaton in, like, every Woody Allen movie with, like, the giant, like, art teacher, like, flowy. But it was just, it did not look good on her. And like, do you guys not think that's cute? Not this one. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, I do. I, I love, I love that like art, art teacher, like uh, old lady kind of, kind of look. But you know, I prefer my art teachers in skirts. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, wait. No, is this the white outfit that she's wearing? Yeah, like yes. the cream color one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I it's, don't know. It's it's, it's like it, it's like it's giving bad. like I'm a ghost, you know. 
No, no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like that take. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're like, you know, like in movies, like when somebody's dead and then they come in like a dream or whatever, and they're always like wearing like white. Billowy like, kind like, of things, yeah. I'm a dead mom. Mm. <laughs> a ghost dad. <laughs> uh, so they, uh, they had, they, I guess, because they didn't really see anybody there. They, they, they head to the, uh, to the inn, and this is where we meet the old lady. Uh, also, where we're introduced to this really like creepy painting uh, in the background. It's just two people standing. It's based, it's based on some sort of like classic painting. I can't, I can't place which one it is. Oh, is it? It looks like it to me. Um, and uh, it's just a guy and a guy and a lady are uh, like standing next to a, a, a lake. Um, it's, it's kind of idyllic, I guess, would be a way to explore, to describe it. Um, so they check in. Uh, Trent starts going on his rant about, you know, this is fake. It's all you guys, you know, uh, hired this town to, uh, you know, send people to so that they can, you know, kind of live the uh, Sutter Kane adventure or whatever. And uh, it, it, she's like, no, no, this is this is real. This is uh, I didn't know this was this existed. And he goes, well, if you look out this window over here, there's supposed to be a church. And see, there's no church at this window. She's like, well, that's because you're looking out the wrong fucking window, you idiot. It's over mm-hmm. on this side. And that's where we get the black church, which uh, when they when they drive up to it, it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere, but it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, mm. uh, it's actually a real church. It is It is called the church or the... Uh, Cathedral of the Transfiguration, and um, it's in Markham, Ontario, and I thought that was interesting because Arkham is the town that Lovecraft always wrote about, and it's just a coincidence, but I thought Markham and Arkham, haha. Okay. (laughs) So they they go to check out the church, which is very, very cool. Uh, The local yokels show up. And uh, they've all got guns and shit, and they're they're yelling. Um, at Cain is apparently in this church and has stolen uh, Vigo, the Carpathian's son Johnny. And Cain um, uh, kind of fucks with them a little bit. Uh, the doors slam and shit, and it's all weather spooky. And then a bunch of dogs attack them, and right. uh, everybody runs Which away. It's crazy because they have guns. And they just like forget that they have guns, and they just get mauled by these dogs. One of them, mm. at least one of them, does take a shot. I think. Yeah, and the me, rest of them is, are like. <laughs> this is giving me flashbacks to uh, Monster Dog. Oh no! Um, so, also, uh, Sutter Kane. He looks like Neil Gaiman. Mm. <laughs> I like that. And that's that's Jurgen Prochlau, uh, who plays Sutter, uh, Sutter Kane. Uh, he gives a pretty good performance in this. Um, He's good, I, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, so uh, everybody runs away. Uh, Styles and Trent they're they're gonna they head back to the uh, they head back to the uh, to the end. And uh, this is where you can see that that the painting has kind of changed because now I think the dude is looking directly out of the painting and i think his eyes are kind of fucked up is that what was going on yeah there was like some weird gory and it looked like them it looked like them mm-hmm. didn't it mm-hmm. yeah oh. yeah okay that's what that's what i got out of it at least which um, i thought was also kind of like 
it was like you know this this movie i don't think we really get into this has this whole uh meta element to it um and uh i don't know it, i felt like it was kind of saying like oh it's this art it, life is influencing art sort of thing um like i don't know like you could interpret it as like like this lovecraftian thing or it just seems like it's commenting on like fandom in general you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so um a- a- absolutely and yeah it's, it's there are very meta levels to this and especially as it moves on uh and you find out exactly what kane is capable of and and what he's been doing um so we 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 forgot to mention there are there are a bunch of kids in this town and we always see them chasing this dog and uh, uh of course that makes me go something terrible is going to happen to the fucking dog um and uh so uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh at one at one point i think uh styles left right didn't she she mm-hmm. got mad and she took the yeah. key, she took the the car so now now Trent it, when he goes down um and he's looking at the picture the old lady is behind the desk and uh he he hears like some sort of noise like and she's like kicking something down below yeah, and so it's, creepy <laughs> right and uh finally the camera shows us what's going on and her husband her old husband is handcuffed to her leg and completely naked on the floor behind the desk mm-hmm. Which I thought was like interesting because in the beginning she's just like a nice cute yeah. old lady. And then it's but it's when she tells him, Hey, no, this is that character from the yeah. story that he starts seeing things, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I uh, oh yeah, she also oh uh, she's acting kind of like weird, like she doesn't want to answer questions or anything like that. Um mm-hmm. and uh I think she goes back she goes back to the church. That's right. That's where she was going. And then we we see the kids again, but now they look like little monster kids. And the dog is missing a leg. Uh-huh. So something terrible did happen to the dog, of course. Um, and she gets Wait. in there. Yeah. Is this the part, I wrote it down, because I love this line, where she the kid is like, you're my mommy. Know what today is? Today is mommy's day. <laughs> so creepy oh god oh my kids god are creepy kids are so creepy in horror movies um so yeah she was hilarious <laughs> yeah her she, they've got like fucking monster teeth and, and their their face looks kind of rotted and, and whatnot you can definitely tell they're they're changing um she goes in she meets uh she meets up with Sutter Kane. He starts telling her exactly what what kind of what's going on. Uh, <clears throat> so he's talking, you know, he's had all these major hit books and whatnot. And he says, you know, I thought the ideas were coming from me and that I was doing this. But it turns out they were telling me what to write. And when he says they, he's referring to like the older gods, like the elder gods from before the time of man and uh, if you read any Lovecraft stuff, they kind of existed a different dimension throughout space. Um, and uh, the thing is, he they tell him what to write, and it starts to convert more people. And the more people that are converted, then the doors are going to open, and these creatures are going to be able to come back into our world and uh, 
and basically take over. It kind of right. reminded me of uh, Cabin in the Woods. Mm. Uh, I mean, that's established. Oh, that, they had these gods. Well, where they had to yeah. feed the blood to the... Yeah. yeah. Oof, man. That movie... I, I, I'm a huge fan of that movie. And the ending is just so... It's so good. It's good, yeah. I, lo I, I love it. So, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Cabin in the Woods as well. Uh, I hate so, what... Yeah. Funny story, Cabin in the Woods. I went and saw that in the theaters opening weekend. I turned around and went and saw it a second time. <laughs> That's how much I liked it. Yeah. I was like, because it, it, it did, it did, it just, it, it played on so many tropes, but then it took things and like did it in a different, in a different way with a lot of cool things. Like, like the, uh, the scene, you know, where they're going through and all the different monsters and horror characters are there. And I was just like, yeah, like nerdy, nerdy now as like a horror fan. Like, this is so cool. But yeah, anyways, I was always disappointed that the, the monster that got picked was just the the crazy redneck monster hillbillies. Right. I would have oh, liked yeah. like a crazier kind of monster. Um, right. But no, other than that, it's yeah, it's fantastic. Um. So, oh, and then um, I think they start kissing, like Sutter Kane and uh, and um, Styles. Right. She's like, I want you to help me, help me. And then she just it was starts so making weird. out. It was him. so weird. It was so strange. <laughs> so well, it made it made absolutely no sense to me at all. I was so, surprised that he didn't like just do it. Like, bro, this is what you're waiting for this whole entire time. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're talking about when when she comes back to, when she, uh, to talk to Trent. Yeah. No, that isn't this before. This is when she's like, "Hey, you need to help me. Like, we need to like read the end of the story. We need to find the story and read the end, and uh, mm -hmm. we won't be messed up." And he's oh, just before... like, "No." Yeah, he's like, yeah. "No, you're crazy. You're crazy, right. dude. Like, I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. out here." <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So yeah, dude, this is this is your in, and uh, yeah. I guess he does have morals, <laughs> so that's good. Um, but no, uh, she when she's in the church talking to Sutter Kane, uh, they start I think like making out or something, and the camera Did like they? I can't remember oh, what they were doing. Yes, and it's like the thing <laughs> at the back of his head. Oh, yeah, oh, God. <laughs> he's got like no. a quato quatu or whatever from a Total Recall coming out the back of his head. It looks fucking cool as <laughs> shit. Um, so yeah, at, at that point, um, Kane's back at Kane or. <sighs> Trent is still at the end at this point. Um, and that's when uh, Styles comes crashing through the door and something's wrong with her. And she just keeps going, I'm losing me. I'm losing me. Um, which always kind of stuck out to me. Um, kind of reminded me of somebody on a bad trip, you know? Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but, um, and then uh, at this point, uh, this is where the painting is fully gone fucking demonic, and now the, the people have transformed into, like, creepy monsters. And uh, he, had, he and Styles, I guess, are gonna... Are, 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 uh, at least Sam. Uh, Sam Neal is leaving. Uh, oh, know what I noticed? I never noticed this before. I've seen this movie so many times. Uh, when, when they're first putting him in the lunatic asylum, they say, put him in, in cell nine. And mm -hmm. the room they're staying at at the end is is room number nine. Oh, okay. well. oh, I didn't notice that. Uh, so uh, Sam goes off to the bar, and this is where we're, uh, we uh, we meet Vigo, the Carpathian, again. 
And this time he's got like a bloody face. He's got a chunk taken out of his face. And he says his little, his little five-year-old girl did that to him, like killed his wife and then did this to me. And uh, he's telling him, you know, you better get the fuck out of here. And he takes a shotgun and puts it under his chin. Sam's like, no, no, don't do that. And one of the coolest lines ever, uh, Vigo goes, I have to. He wrote me this way. And boom, blows his head off. (laughs) Um, It's very Jessica Rabbit, you know? But not as sexy. Right. Um, So uh, Styles uh, apparently, uh, somehow he gets Styles in the car. Uh, and, and she won't give the keys. Uh, apparently she he eats them. Yes. Doesn't she? <laughs> yes. She like swallows them and he, he smokes her in the face like twice. Uh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that was crazy. I was like, what is going on right now? Dude, you almost never see a man striking a woman in anything. Right. And I was just like, they did it twice? <laughs> <laughs> and this is the part where Roger Ebert checked out. And he was like, no. <laughs> um, so he, he ends up uh, like jump starting a car, or not jump starting, um, what do you call that? It's like they... a screwdriver. Yeah, he just takes a screwdriver and boom, it starts right up. Okay. Um, <laughs> It's, uh, we'll have to remember that that style of car. I, I think that that's actually a thing that people do when they're jumping cars is they use like a flathead screwdriver. Okay. I mean, you would to oh. at least pop the, the fucking ignition off to get at it. But well, I don't no, think I just mean, turning it. I think, I think back then the key systems weren't nearly as like complex as they are now. Back so. then, 1994. <laughs> it's not the they didn't. 30s. They didn't have computers in cars back then. Um. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. I didn't have. I had a 1986 Cutlass. I didn't have any computers in it. I am not a car scientist, so I am not oh, sure. I'm not either. But I, just don't, think, <laughs> I don't yeah, remember ever. Seeing... I don't think they're called car scientists. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> at, at, uh, at this point, uh, I think uh, this is where Sam finally, I think, pulls over and you can see like the little kid in the phone booth, the one that mm-hmm. was on the bike. I don't know who the fuck he's calling or whatever. Uh, he, he he takes off. Styles like comes out of the car and she's oh, like, God. like flipped over mm-hmm. upside down, or, but her head is right side up and none of oh. it looks right. <laughs> None of it looks right at all. It's really creepy. So one of my least favorite things in horror movies is like anything with like contortion or like bones cracking or like like uh, humans that are moving in ways that they shouldn't move. Oh, Mm -mm. so you didn't like Malignant, huh? (laughs) That movie was crazy. I, I didn't like the first two thirds of Malignant, but the end is awesome like all right i love i love how it, i love how they but it was just i don't know anyways we don't have to get into that okay um but i just love how he's just kind of like like is not even connecting with what's going on because he's just like no this is like a trick and i just need to get out of here right, <laughs> like she yeah. literally like reported himself and he's just like this is weird get away from me like <laughs> 
he's not like really even reckoning with what's going on. Yeah, because he he takes off in the car alone now, and at one point you see Styles on the back of the bicycle with the uh with the old young kid, uh, which is kind of creepy because she's like kind of waving her arms in the middle of the mm-hmm. night, like in the oh, it was kind of weird. And he keeps in and up driving into the same spot of town. No matter which way he goes, he always ends up right at the same spot where all the townspeople are with all their, their you know, pitchforks and torches and whatnot waiting for him. Uh, he finally decides to drive through them. So I think he's finally catching on. But then I, mean, I would have done it the first time. I don't know mm-hmm. what he was waiting for. I don't right. care about these people. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if I if there's a crowd of people with axes and pitchforks and fire and they're coming at me, you yeah, just gonna die. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. It's, if it's you or me, it's gonna be you. It ain't gonna be me. <laughs> well, he finally does it, and then at the end, he sees Styles standing in the middle of the street. So he swerves and wrecks the car like a fucking dumbass. I know, right? And she was just a hideous creature. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand. Fucking dumbass. Oh, um, God. So and, and he, wrecks, he wrecks the car and you're like, oh, well, it's all over for him now. But then, boom, he wakes up and he's in a confession booth in the church. Uh, and this is where uh, he finally gets to talk to Kane. And... Um, uh, of course, he has his cigarettes with him, so so Trent is always smoking. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, he, he's he's having a smoke, I guess. Uh, if you notice, while he's in the confession booth, there's a light coming through the other side, through the uh, like the the grate or whatever it is that you talk to the priest through, and the mm-hmm. shadows it kind of puts on his face almost looks sort of like the crosses and stuff that he drew on there later, which I thought was a nice nice touch, um, and. Uh, <clears throat> So Sutter Kane's telling him what's going on and what he wants him to, to do. And at one point, Trent just tells him, anyways, your books suck. <laughs> uh, so uh, Sutter Kane tells Sam Trent that it is his job to take the finished manuscript and deliver it so that finally everybody can be transfigured, transformed, and the old ones can come through and, and fulfill what they want to do. Um, and then, uh, what, uh, do, 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 was this at the, uh, oh, Styles comes back into play here, right? Cause this is, they're all in the church together. Um, St- uh, Styles starts, uh, oh, I know what it is. You guys are not helping. Um, <laughs> I told you. I told you it's just a vibe. Like it doesn't make sense. You're just like, whoa, what's gonna happen next? So, I don't think there's. I don't. I've, I don't think I've ever been more confused watching a movie than this movie. Like I, <laughs> I never. I never know if something's a dream, if it's real, if it's like in his head. Is he still in the the padded cell? Like. You could tell yeah. me that all of this was fake, and I would be like, okay, that makes sense. And you could tell me all of it was real, and that would make sense. But I, I'm so confused. <laughs> I've, never been, I've never been more confused. I, I, right. And I'm confused a lot. <laughs> you gotta, you got to forgive us, Nick, so we're just two INFPs. We can't help ourselves. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so what happens is uh, Sutter explains everything um, to, uh, to Trent. Styles is there. And Sutter's like, okay, it's finally the end. I can open up. And he, like, peels his face away. 
Mm. And it's like he's tearing the pages of a book open. And he, oh, it's so cool. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> really early blend of CGI and practical and compositing. And it, for 1994, it comes off really, really well. Um, mm-hmm. So he peels himself open and it, you can see like words written on a page. And now reality has been torn open and there's a hole through the realities. Trent walks up and he's looking into the hole. Styles has picked up the manuscript and she's reading from it. And what she's reading is exactly what is happening. She's like, Trent looked into the cold of the abyss and this is what he saw and this and that. Really, really effective because they're not really showing us any of this. It's the way Sam Neill is, is acting and reacting and how mm-hmm. the words kind of play against that. It's quite a beautiful scene. Um, and then uh, 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 there's the hall- hallway back to reality that Sutter had pointed him to. So it's big, long. It, it's, it's the... Uh, <laughs> It's, it's it was we saw a glimpse of it when we were coming over to the uh covered bridge these were like the windows that that were going past uh and he, he starts running because now the uh, the old ones are coming back the uh the creatures and he's running down this long cool ass hallway it looks like the floor like the floor is made of liquid but i don't think you see any any puddles like when he steps so i'm not really mm. sure how they did that um, and as he's running down this hallway, you can see like you can't see as how many there are, but there is a mess of fucking creatures that are chasing him down this hallway. You don't get a good close up of them, uh, but they look really, really fucking cool. You can't quite make out what it is about them, but there's it's they really tried to do that Lovecraft thing, you know? Mm-hmm. It was so hideous and crazy. I can't explain it. It drove you mad. Um, mm-hmm. and when I was, when I was younger, uh, I would rent the VHS and I would like skip frame, like pause it and try to skip forward so I could look at the creatures a little bit more. Um, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so, so he, he falls down. You think he's, he's done for, but, um, he wakes up on, on, on the side of the road, I guess. And, um, this is where <sighs> Hayden Christensen shows up. Because uh, he sees somebody on a bike, uh, he thinks it's the creepy kid, but no, it's a different one. And he's like, uh, "Hey, kid, um, have you ever heard of Hobbs Inn?" And he's like, "No." And so he's like, "Which way to the highway?" Now the kid points straight ahead, the way he's he's riding the bike, and Trent walks the other way. Like it's a, I don't know if it's it was so, just... it's it, it's so strange. I don't understand it at all. I mean, I, I don't remember that. <laughs> I would only, I would think, you know, to me, I would. It looks like a mistake. Um, that uh, they just didn't match the cuts up, or um, that the the way they should have been. Maybe um, he just wanted to take the street. He didn't want to go on the highway. <laughs> <laughs> um. We get to uh, a little motel. Trent finally arrives there. I guess he, he hitchhiked. Yeah, I think he got in like a semi-truck at one point. Um, and he shows up at a motel. And there's a television on playing a movie. Now, if it's a John Carpenter film and there's a television on, I've got 99% of the time it's going to be some old classic uh, horror film. Because uh, The Thing, uh, the original The Thing uh, uh, from Outer Space uh, was was playing in Halloween. Um, this one, it's Robot Monster, uh, which is the really uh, low-budget B-film uh, where the guy, the alien is a gorilla suit, 
with a diving helmet. You've seen it. it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Anyway, that's that's pointless. (laughs) (laughs) I thought uh, it was fun looking. (laughs) Yeah. Now, previously, Trent had thrown the script off to the side of the road. When he goes down to the to the motel, the the dude's like, "Hey, this arrived for you. It was sent by mail, and it's the manuscript again." Mm-hmm. Um, and so now he takes it and he goes and he burns it in in the sink, uh, thinking that'll take care of it. And then he hops on the bus, um, and there's this old lady I thought was hilarious to go. Back in the day, it wasn't like this. Uh, and he looks absolutely miserable sitting next to her. Uh, and then he has a dream where uh, Sutter Kane comes to him again, and he's like, you know, you're you're going to deliver my manuscript, blah, 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 blah. By the way, did I ever tell you that my favorite color was blue? And when Sam wakes up, everybody around him is blue. The You know, the whole thing is blue, and he starts freaking out, and that was a dream. Um, I love that part. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, so, he goes to a travel agency. And he start he's like berating this travel agent about Hobbs End, and she's like, "It doesn't exist." And uh, uh, my favorite uh, Trent line, I think, is, "I want to see your supervisor." Oh, <laughs> um, say okay, Karen. Um, <laughs> um, we get to uh, uh, we we see that Hobbs End poster again, and this time he goes and. Uh, he he tears it tears it away, and behind uh-huh. it is is the poster for the new one, which is called "In the Mouth of Madness," and he's on the cover, right? Which is kind of cool. Uh, back he he finally gets back to the uh, the book publisher. Charlton Hessen has no idea who Styles is. Uh, basically thinks that Trent's crazy, um, right? And he's like, well, uh, anyway, um. Uh, you know, you can't print this book. And he's like, what are you talking about? You delivered it like a month ago. It's already, it's already in print. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's the number one seller or whatever. And he's like, this, this, this story could drive people mad. And he's like, let's hope so. The movie's coming out soon. So, (laughs) (laughs) uh, everything's going to be fucked. Um, and then, um, Violent crime against the clergy. Uh, I think that was uh, on a news report. So everybody's starting to go crazy. Um, and uh, Sam Neill kind of flips out and buys his axe from the <laughs> axe shop where everybody gets their axes. <laughs> right. Like this kid looks at him. He he talks to this kid and he's like, whoa, you like really like Sutter Kane books. And he's like, yeah, I love them. And he just is like. <laughs> it's like. Then, then you should be you should be expecting this or something like that. Right. Um, and, and totally just kills this dude. Now I don't understand. Trent, I understand that you kinda want to stop this, but I don't think killing individual people one at a time is really going to achieve much, dude. Right. Um, so um uh everything's going crazy. Um uh and now we're now we're no what now we're back we're back in the in the present. He's in the insane asylum. He's finishing up telling his story, um, and uh, and and the dude leaves. And then all of a sudden, like everything, everything like uh, 
uh, do, 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 do. Everything, everything goes black, I think, again. You hear people screaming outside, and there's something pounding at his door, and his, his door gets completely broken. So when it all stops, and the lights are back on, he comes out, and you can see strewn all over the floor of this insane asylum are all Sutter Kane books. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know where they came from, but yeah, they're all like torn apart and, and laying around everywhere. So nobody's there. He walks out and he's walking into into the town and everything's ransacked, destroyed. Um, there's radio reports that, you know, people are mutating and all that. And he looks up at the theater and there's, there's the movie in the mouth of madness. And if you look at the poster, it's starring uh, uh, John Trent, uh, and it even says it's directed by uh, Dave, uh, John Carpenter and all that. Uh, so it's really kind of clever if you look really hard at the credits at, at the bottom. It's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. And he goes into the movie theater, and it's basically showing clips of everything that we've already seen happen. And uh, he starts laughing. He's eating popcorn. Uh, he starts laughing and losing his mind, and the end. It's a good time. Um, the ending kind of reminded me of, uh, like, the ending of Blazing Saddles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, That's also, right. of, like, uh, the ending of Texas Chainsaw, where she's just kind of, like, laughing as she's being driven away. <laughs> it was, it's yep. so cathartic. Like, you just want to laugh with him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Or, yep. And um, then we get the, the rip-off uh, Metallica music again. So, Shamela, I'm sure you enjoyed that. So, <laughs> um, like this is y'all's genre, and you're like, it's gross. I don't like it. I'm like, oh, it's fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, this movie um came out. Uh, I don't think it, it did not do very well at all. It only made I think seven million off the uh eight million dollar wow. budget, so it didn't even make its money back. Right. Um, I don't know. It made nine million. So, so it's still, you know, with marketing and all that, you got to make at least half of what your budget was. It would have had to make 16 million to at least break even. They only made nine. Um, right. Critics didn't really get it. A lot of yeah. them said, like, you know, it was too complicated and hard to follow. Yeah. Um, and uh, there were a few of them that actually really thought it was one of the best movies of the year. Um, yeah. So it's really split. Uh, between the two. Yeah, I yeah. actually looked it up. The Cairo du Cinema, they had this as uh they have a top ten list every year. And this was on their top ten list. I was mm. like, oh that's surprising. <laughs> Sweet. Um so at this point, uh we've got uh this is Ben's segment here. Uh fuck Mary Kill. Who who are we gonna who are we gonna have sexual intercourse with? Who are we gonna spend the rest of our lives with? And uh, who are we gonna uh, totally eradicate? Um, ben, have you put any thought into it? Do you know who you would I pick? I have. Well, yeah, I have to. I I will. Uh, I gotta look up the characters. Oh, now he gets his notes. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> I'm so bad with uh with characters. All right. Uh, are you ready? Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to fuck Sutter Kane. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> although, although I'm kind of surprised it's not Sam Neill, but okay. Uh, he's just too thirsty. I I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna marry marry Charlton Heston. Um, Ooh, okay. Yeah, because like he's the only one. He's like. I don't read any of the books. They're just too much for me. I'm like, well, you're gonna be, <laughs> you're gonna be sane. 
you'd be a good <laughs> partner. Um, yeah, and then I'm going to kill Sam Neil. <laughs> but I don't know what I might do of him before then, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> That might be the best response that we've had so far. I yeah. love that. Yeah, that's awesome. That that adds a whole new element to the, uh, to, the to the to the thing. Right. Um. Hmm. Well, I am. I am definitely going to fuck the receptionist, the redhead. All right, we established that. <laughs> <laughs> um. I oh man, this is tough. I think that uh, you might be right about Heston. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> um, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna marry Sutter Kane. Actually, okay. <clears throat> We're going to take over the world together. Alrighty. And last one, once you get your <clears throat> voice back. And I'm definitely going to kill Trent because I just, uh, he's. Oh, I thought you were going to say one. homegirl because you hated her pantsuit so much. Oh, no. <laughs> that's, that's it, was the ni- it was the 90s. I'll, I'll give her the <clears throat> That's hysterical. You're like, she has bad fashion choices. Ew. <laughs> Um, I'm also gonna fuck the redhead. Um, all right. Uh, I also got a thing for redheads as well. Uh, I am going to again. I'm gonna marry Charlton Heston. He is he's the most established and well off, right? He's got a good, solid publishing job, whatnot, and he won't go crazy, like you said, because he won't read the books. Right. Um, Oh, by the way, I kind of there was one thing that they kind of one one thing that the movie kind of touched on a bit was. What happens when everybody around you is going crazy and you're the only one left? Then that makes you the crazy one. Sort Ooh, of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I am going to kill uh Yeah, only only because Jamila brought it up. I'm gonna kill uh, Styles <laughs> because of her pantsuit choice. Because of her pantsuit <laughs> choice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh it's man! It's not because she's a contortionist or anything. Just- <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, uh, you know, I love this movie. Uh, I don't think I love it as much as the thing. I know Jamila, you had a chance to check out the thing. Um, yeah. Uh, that's that's I like. I guess I gotta watch it again because I was like, this is the one that you guys think is so great. I don't know. I I think this movie is way better honestly I'm not a big Halloween person so Mm. this is definitely like one of my favorite Carpenters and I think it's Mm. it's super underrated Um, maybe because I like a lot of meta horror movies like I love Scream and um, even Roger Ebert said in his review like this is like uh, around the time New Nightmare came out which I don't love that I like the concept for that movie but it definitely was like oh this is like a predecessor predecessor to scream and mm-hmm. um i feel like this did it even better before scream even came out before cab in the woods and all that um i just i think it's just way more fun mm. 
In terms of fun, yeah, yeah this one is more fun. Uh, the thing is, one of my it will always be in uh, my top five. Um, because I, I I fell in love with that movie as a as a very young age. I was way too young to be watching it uh, on mm. VHS with my family. Um, but it really kind of ignited my love for practical effects and, and horror movies in general. Um, I like uh, I like the, uh, the 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 who who is it? Who the fuck is the thing? It could be anybody. The distrust, right? Everybody's uh, accusing everybody else. The effects though are really what what sell it. They still a lot of them. The majority of them still hold up, and that uh-huh. movie was made in 1981. Right, uh, that's because of Rob Bottin, uh, uh, who did that at a very, very, very young age. Um, right. So the thing, I give a five. Uh, obviously, I give uh, in the mouth of madness. I give it a four. I really, really. I think love I gave it. it a four too. Yeah. Sweet. No, which is good for I... me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm at a three and a half, but. I I definitely think that with time this will this could definitely go to a four because yeah I it's it's a really really well made film and I think that in other hands this movie is not a good movie like right yeah. Carpenter Carpenter's attention to detail and you know all the little things that you know like the little clues and kind of things that he does are just is what takes it really to a different level than just some basic, you know, um, horror movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it's a, it's a very solid three and a half. It's, it's, it, it, I wouldn't be against doing a four, but right now yeah. it's a three and a half. I like three and a half is good. Yeah. yeah that's not bad. Like somebody got uh, mad at me that I gave Barbie a three and a half. I'm like, chill. <laughs> I mean, Barbie's a five for me, but that's... Oh, that's okay. I, lo- I love Barbie. Um, <laughs> the Thing is one of my all-time favorite horror movies. It's a five. It's it's a six if I could give it a six. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, it's definitely in my top ten. I There's easily... I love like, the part where he pours the coffee on the computer. Oh. <laughs> that was... Uh, no, that was Jim Bean. Jim Bean, because there's always Jim Bean, and as when, when he's always drinking, he goes, he's playing a a computer chess game, a very early computer chess game, and he loses the game. So yeah, he opens it up. There's a little door <laughs> in the computer, and he dumps it in there, and he goes, "Cheating, bitch." That's yeah, uh, he's like, yeah, he was playing chess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the great Kurt Russell and his hat. <laughs> the the hat in that movie is given a great performance as well. So Kurt Russell. Back in the day, this is total hottie. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gay, but man, Kurt <laughs> Russell. Kurt Russell was especially when he had a beard. Oh my god! Yeah. Like he's like he's all he's up there for you know all time hotties. Yeah, like I see um, you, Goldie Hawn. <laughs> <laughs> so. We also usually do something where we'll talk about um, what would you pair this with? If somebody hasn't seen this movie, what's a movie that you would pair it with? It doesn't have to be the same. It doesn't have to be the same subject matter. Just like similar vibe, similar um, feel to it. For yeah, you. if you were going like, to program like a double feature, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a really good question. Um, I So I would say Cabin in the Woods. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Probably that or probably the 70s uh, Body Snatchers. Kind of reminded me of that as well. Yeah. A nice apocalyptic ending as well. Yeah. Hmm. What about you guys? Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You were like, huh. (laughs) Uh, So... I I I don't want to steal your choice, but it's a it's a really good choice, Kevin in the Woods, especially the you know the last half of it. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I I'm kind of leaning towards, and this is like way out of left field, but I I kind of I it like came to me, and I can't kind of get it out of my head, and I don't even really love this movie. I'd like it, um, but. Uh, Eli Roth's um, Sacrament. Oh, it's I have about, not like, seen it. It's about Jim Jones, like kind of like mm. uh, John's Johnstown, like um, you know, cult leader kind of thing. Okay. Um, and because, like, you know, I feel like Sutter Kane is kind of like a like a similar character, and like that he's like you know trying to like bring all these people to fulfill this you know, religious, uh, yeah. And you know, apocalyptic ending, which is what Jim, Jim Jones was doing. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm probably way off, but that was just kind of the first thing that came to my mind. So, um, I would, I would probably pair it with Wes Craven's new nightmare. Um, I think okay, thema- yeah. thematically they, they both kind of match up together with art and reality uh, crossing over uh, and, mm. and like that. I Are think you it, a big fan of New Nightmare? I'm well. I love it up until about the last twenty minutes or so. I think it kind of falls apart. Um, I just I can't stand that kid. Oh, me neither. Oh God, I can't stand it's that like fucking he's kid. In another movie, it's like he's in Home Alone or something. He's like, <laughs> Did, <laughs> was it, wasn't he in uh, the? I, uh, I like characters who feel like they're not in the in the same movie. I think it's funny. Even the kid in The Shining, even though he didn't know he was in a horror movie, he feels like he's in a horror movie. This kid was like, like they got him off of Disney or something. I'm sorry, but he was not working for me. Poor Nancy. All right, so <laughs> poor Nancy was in, stuck he, with that horrible child. Yeah, he was in he was in uh, Kindergarten Cop, Pet Cemetery, New Nightmare. Um, what's the name of the Shining movie? Is it just called The Shining? The Shining miniseries. I got it. Uh, I got it here. Um, is it Cortland? Here, I got him. I got him. Cortland Mead. Uh, that's a name. That is quite a name. And no, it is not the same person. He was in Hellraiser Bloodline, though. All right. Oh my god, Wait. it is the kid from Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> Did you have a, any doubts about that? <laughs> well, I just I was well, it's it's the kid. It's like the it's the kid who's like girls are boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. That's the kid. Mm. Wow, oh yeah, I got so I got this mixed funny. up with with the wrong kid. Um this all right. kid's name yeah. is Miko Hughes, I think. Oh, okay. All right. So, all right. S- still not a fan. Uh, I'm pretty harsh on child actors, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Uh, so I know where I've seen him from. He was on Full House. He was oh, like Michelle's okay. friend or something off of Full House. Okay, sorry. <laughs> that's, that's that's funny. Okay. Oh, uh, um. Well, I remember you, so, ben, ben. You asked when we watched it the first time. You were wondering, uh, uh, when they were first, when you first go into the insane asylum, and there's that big hallway. Um, oh yeah. I know you would ask if it was the same one as Exorcist Three. No, it it, it is not. Uh, but that was the actual uh, location. That part, that that opening, uh, where where you first go in. Now, when you get into the hallway with the cell doors and stuff like that, that was a set. But but the very first uh, when you first go into the uh, insane asylum, that was the actual location, which is fucking mm. looks great on the inside too. Yeah. Well, so. Have you seen Exorcist 3, Jamila? No, I kind of want to. Oh, okay. oh yeah, it's, you should. Sorry. Actually, you know what? I'm pairing this with Exorcist 3. Really? All right. Incentive. Yeah. Explain. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's got like a similar story where the guy's in the insane asylum and he's telling the story to the cop. And I mean, it, it's not obviously the same, but it's, I don't know, it's got a similar feel i don't know I, i'm let's okay. stick to the sacrament it's okay I'll, I'll watch the film i'll watch the film ben and i'll defend you, no, you, know, you, de- you definitely i'm this is i i really had a hard time trying to come up with something for this movie and so i definitely am probably reaching so did anybody Anyways. notice like because sam neil's smoking all the time did you notice he wasn't smoking like regular like cigarettes. They were Canadian cigarettes. Um, they have, they're always yeah. they're like wider and thinner mm-hmm. uh, boxes. Um, mm-hmm. Have you guys ever ever seen like uh, the the um, the health warnings on a Canadian pack of cigarettes? I don't smoke, so I don't know. Well, <laughs> uh, when I when I was living in Montreal, uh, I, I was smoking Dubari cigarettes. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> So and, uh, fancy. fancy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they would just, they would flat out put a picture of fucking cancerous lungs and, and shit like uh, that on there. They do that in, they do that in Europe. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, pretty they effective. actually care about their citizens' health <laughs> right. and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to. I also kind of wanted to point out. This is interesting. They offered this to Carpenter in 1989, and he passed on it. So wow. they, they shopped okay. it around to some other directors. I can't remember who, but uh, I, I guess he finally decided he needed a, a a paycheck and hopefully a hit, and decided to do it. Um, he did yeah. a good job. Yeah. yeah, I think it's the last good John Carpenter flick. Uh, did Village of the Damned come after this? I think uh, Ghosts. Goes to Mars. Uh, those are the only ones that. Oh, vampires! Nothing. I think came after this. Wait, um, is that the one? Could... That's the one. Um, with the dude. Um, yeah, it like feels the like dude a Robert that's in the Rodriguez movie. movie. <laughs> 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 his name is escaping me from Videodrome. Oh yeah, he's now right wing, right wing fucking freak. Um, oh, yeah. James Woods. James Woods. James Woods. There you yeah. go. Yeah. That oh, was man. Um, He's a... no. Listen, doesn't that movie feel like a Robert Rodriguez movie? Like the like, like, like the first thirty minutes or so when it's like them doing their thing and and uh, you know killing the nest of vampires. It's a fucking blast, and yeah, it does feel yeah. a lot like like a Rodriguez joint. 
And then, uh, yeah. and then it just kind of falls flat and it gets really fucking boring. So, can we talk about Robin Rodriguez for a second? I sure had the high. I had the highest, highest hopes for that man's career, and I don't know what happened to him, but like, I, I, I saw Planet Terror in the theaters, and I was just like a kid at Christmas. It was so much fun, and I was like, this guy's gonna make so many amazing movies, and then he's doing like. Shark Boy and Lava Girl. And I'm like, <laughs> like, what happened to this dude? Like, he was money. I mean, des- money. Ooh. He had kids, dude. Shark yeah, Boy and Lava guess- Girl was basically written by his children. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh God, Nick, I totally thought you were gonna say Shark Boy and Lava Girl totally rips. Like, don't. That's actually where I thought you were going with it. So right. I was like, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, like, his first movie was like, he did everything, everything in the movie. And it was on a super small budget. And it was so cool and like, yeah, stylized and. That would be El Mariachi that you're referring to, yeah. where he yeah, yeah. he basically sold his body to science in order to uh, raise the money to make this movie. He went into like so, like did drug testing yeah. where they locked him up for like a month or what something. What are you talking about? <laughs> no. no, seriously, that's how that's if you ever read about how that movie was made. I think uh, in film we trust podcast did an episode okay. on that and they go into like the whole it is the fact that that movie was made was is like a literal miracle i mean mm-hmm. if you want to talk about like persistence to get a movie made that man literally gave up his body to like make that movie and so so i just don't understand how he could go from this DIY guy doing these like crazy stylized <laughs> movies to like kids movies. Like, he, it's so frustrating. Dude, the kids movie thing is really simple. He had kids. He became a family man. So he wanted okay. to make movies for them. But he also he still do that and make the cool stuff. Like, yeah, but see, he started know. to get bigger but if budgets. The cool stuff isn't making money, then he's gotta do what yeah. the people want. Cause remember he he made uh, two sequels to El Mariachi. He did uh, Desperado. Desperado. Uh, yeah. With Antonio Banderas. Um, which is awesome. Uh, and then yeah. he did Once Upon a Time in Mexico, which is not. Uh, so as he got... I didn't, I, didn't ha- I didn't hate it. It was so bloated. I mean, it wasn't almost like plus, three hours long. <laughs> listen, plus Penelope Cruz is in it, so it doesn't matter. Okay. It doesn't matter, yeah. <laughs> I love Penelope Cruz. She's like one of my all-time favorites, but yeah. Anyways. So he also decided that he just wanted to shoot everything in his basement at this point, too. Uh, so he started doing, you know, the effects and the editing and, and all of that in his basement um, instead of, you know, utilizing professionals, you know, studios and whatnot. Uh, and I think that had an effect as well. But, Jamila, are, are you a reader? Oh, shit. Yeah, you- I sure hope I'm a reader, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are the kind of uh, 
Uh, of, that was a great question. Really <laughs> questions that you will get on this shit show. Uh, so there's uh, Robert Rodriguez wrote a book all about uh, making uh, that called Rebel Without a Crew, and okay. it's it's a fascinating oh, I've read. Heard of this, yeah. yeah. It'll tell you all about how he got that made, uh, and it's also a, like a, a good guide for up and coming filmmakers uh, as well. Lots of good tips and, and advice on. Just how to mm-hmm. go out there and get your shit made. That's right. the main thing is you just got to go do it uh, instead yeah, of yeah. talking about gotta it. Got to check that out. <laughs> yeah, it's really, I really do, good. Um, I do love the faculty. So Me too. I'll just say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A big fan of that that with, Oh, that's another one. Because it's like it's Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but for teenagers. So you could pair that right. with this movie as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I... Uh, I um, Wow, I just lost my whole train of thought. Oh, that's why I love like directors like Sean Baker and um, <coughs> you know uh, I just forgot Harmony Corinne and stuff like that. Like obviously now they're getting bigger budgets, but you know they just got together their friends and they made movies. And you know um, if you have a good story, it the the rest of it doesn't really matter that much. You will find an audience. So right. Well, if we're on the on the subject of uh, invasion of the body snatcher ripoffs, uh, you could always go with Full Moon's Pod People. Uh, <laughs> I have not seen that. I'm not uh, familiar with that. <laughs> it was a very early Full Moon flick. Full Moon, of course, Charles Band's um, uh, studio that that he started. Would they do all the Puppet Master movies, uh, mm. subspecies, uh, tiny things? He likes tiny things. Uh, so. Anyway, no. I love tiny things. Well, Full Moon has got you covered. They also do the Ginger <laughs> Dead Man with uh, Gary Busey as the voice of the Ginger Dead Man. Uh, there's also. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no, uh, most of them are not great. But anyway, I, uh, Pod People is not is not great either. Uh, there was a oh when I was a kid there was like this made for TV movie, uh, called Wait, they had ki- they had TVs when you were a kid. It was made out of rocks, but yes, we had <laughs> television. Uh, <laughs> I think it was called the Cactus People, and mm. people would like turn into cacti. Uh, and they had a, a a child novelization of it with pictures, and it always freaked me out. But I never got to see the movie. I should see if I can find that now. All this right. reminds me. I had this thought. I was like, wouldn't, like, if this movie was a success, it probably would have come out with, like, some sort of novelization called In the Mouth of Madness. Ooh, yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah. Um, also, oh, you guys, I also wrote this one one thought down. I was watching uh, the Sutter Kane scene. I was like, what did I say? Okay. I'm just going to say this. I don't mean this pejoratively. <laughs> But can you imagine the damage Taylor Swift could do if she had Lovecraftian author powers? <laughs> I mean, I'd be killing people with an axe right now if that was the case. Right. Oh, because you're a hardcore, you're a hardcore Swifty. Yes. No. Oh, really? No. I. That you so got backwards. Okay, then. so so you know how they you know how they do um the Spotify Wrapped at yes. the end of the year. Yes. So I I was in the I shouldn't say this out loud. I was in the 
0.5% of... Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, well, I don't know. This might be worse. I uh, was in the top 5% of all um, Taylor Swift listeners in the world. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, wow. You, yeah, you don't have ta- anything against her, really. You know, I, like, used to no, listen to her. it's fine if you do. It's fine. <laughs> no, I'm not going on record saying I have anything against Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> what, is she the Clinton? She's going to have you killed? No, her fans will. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, yeah, you know what? You're smart. You're smart. You love Taylor yeah. Swift. <laughs> no, I, I liked... It's weird. I remember when she kind of turned pop with Red, and I was just like... Yeah. I don't even like country music but like that, but I was like, oh, that's such a sellout. Like, why did she do that? Like, everybody in my family were like, oh, my God, it's so lame. <laughs> well, I once, I once, oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, no, but I did like a lot of the songs from um, 1989. I haven't really kept up with her since then. Mm. Well, I can, I can say very confidently I have never willingly listened to a full Taylor Swift song. Right. But you have to listen to it because they'll play Maybe. that they'll play yeah. that song in Marshalls all the time. Like mm. oh, I had yeah, Roman I... coming in there like shopping and singing, you know, <laughs> all the lyrics. <laughs> oh yeah. Um but I did one one time I made the this the bold statement that all of her costumes make her look like she's wearing adult diapers. And I know. somebody was like, You do you have a death wish? I'm like Exactly. It's just... <laughs> You can't uh, say wow. stuff like that. You need to edit wow. this part out right now. I'm so I'm, I'm, Who edits? I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious. What is what does it say on your shirt? Yeah. This is the Powerpuff Girls. Oh, sweet. Oh, I love it. Yeah. This is my pajama I, clothes, so. <laughs> I'm, uh... I've always wanted to get a Powerpuff Girl tattoo, but I haven't decided which one. You so. should get one of Mojo Jojo. Oh, yeah. Or like, I do like um, Homegirl with the legs. She was cute. I, uh, <laughs> I can see that. Mojo Jojo was she my was, favorite. She was a redhead. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, this is this this is this episode is going super off the rails. We're talking right, about right. Powerpuff Girls. No. Um. So, is there anything else that you want to promote or talk about? Do you know when you guys are going to um, release your first episode yet, or not yet? Um. Yeah. Uh, we just like recorded, and uh, we're doing a Christmas Carol. Uh, we're doing oh. the oh, okay. the Scrooge movie that nobody talks about. It's called Scrooge. It's like a musical adaptation with Albert Finney. Um, oh yeah. So we hope to release that before Christmas, um, and it's gonna be it's gonna be really rough at first <laughs> since this is the first episode. But you know, we're just kind of dipping our toes in it, and hopefully, we'll get better. Oh, that's we say I mean, that about ourselves all the time because <laughs> we don't know I don't, what we're doing. I I think we're still pretty rough, and we're how many episodes in now at this point? Ten. Ten, Ten official episodes, and then we have the specials yeah. and shorts. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys but, do uh, like these... like an episode a week? Generally, yes. Uh, there was yeah. a week there where I don't know we had done like three or four in, in a week, so we built up a backlog. So if somebody's sick or we can't do one, we've got stuff ready to go. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you know what you're recording with? What are you going to use to record? What did you use yeah. to record? 
All right, so um, I'm in school right now. I'm in community college, and uh, they have this really great, uh, the new library, they have a recording studio. So, uh, yeah, Heather was like, yeah, Heather was like, oh, like, you should check out if your school has something. And I was like, oh, we do. And so, but uh, the term is ending. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh, They use, like, audacity. Um, Uh But her boyfriend is, like, super savvy with all that stuff, so um they already like downloaded some sort of software and go yeah we're figuring it out as we go along you see i have this this microphone that i've had for years that i finally figured out how to use um and have an (laughs) excuse to use uh so that helps it looks cute (laughs) yeah this is the ice thing the super cheap blue ice mic that's no i mean i i didn't i mean i got a blue yeti myself um it's uh, it was a hundred or something dollars is pretty cheap. You know, I hear people ragging on those. Like, yeah. hey, I shouldn't go with blue yet. I'm like, it sounds great. I don't know. I don't want to spend a thousand dollars on a fucking mic. If you can hear me, then good. That's good right. enough. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I I would just say don't overthink it. Like, just just get the practice in, start recording, and just you know. Are, is she gonna? Just, she and her, she and her boyfriend, or they're gonna do the editing and stuff. Uh well, we all are going to participate. It's just, it's he. He's like a video game streamer, so he has some experience with that. So he's kind of helping us along with that. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll cool. definitely when you post it up, we'll definitely be uh, promoting that for you as well. We're gonna Thank put. You. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We we uh, we gotta Maybe we gotta we'll uh, have support you guys each other. On if oh. you have a book, maybe it's a a Lovecraft book. Yeah, <laughs> Jane Eyre. Yeah, we could we could do a Reanimator or Jane. From Beyond or something. Yeah. She- I would pick Jane Eyre, but I'm, you know, a, a I love Jane may, Eyre. Yeah, we may have to go separately then. Wait, <laughs> 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 right, you don't want to know Eyre. all about Mr. Rochester and the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jane Jane right Eyre is like probably one of one of my favorite movies, our uh, favorite books. So yeah. I love Jane Eyre. Yeah. I, have you seen the um the uh who did it? The Carrie Fukunaga. Carrie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen that version? I love that version. Yeah. So it's so good. It's so, it's good. so good. So good. Ah, yeah. oh, so all right. Well, I'll come on and talk about Jane Eyre if you want. Yeah, and I'll, I'll bring great. you some There's... horror goodies. That's what we'll do. <laughs> hey, okay. So that's that's me. Jane Eyre's me. Horror is Heather. So you guys are. Oh, there you go. Eating there both you of go. us. <laughs> that's awesome. That's perfect. So, uh, as usual. Ben, I'm glad you're with me, buddy. Uh, I couldn't do this Thank without you. you. And Jamila, thanks so much for coming and spending your time with two crazy f- fucking idiots. Um, yeah, it's been great. <laughs> <laughs> and like Ben said, just jump in with both feet and just go for it. And uh, yeah, just roll with it. And I'm sure you'll do great. Uh, everybody, you can find uh, Jamila and uh, her upcoming podcast at Read It Peep. Um, that's peep like the Easter treat. And, uh, you can find us of course at cinema shit show run blue sky cinema shit show. Uh, we have a Facebook group. Uh, you'll never believe what we called it. We called it cinema shit show. And, um, and the most exciting thing I think is this Ben actually did something and he created an email account. 
Uh, that is cinemashitshow at gmail.com. I'm sure it was very complicated and very costly. Very, but he it did was do very it. difficult. Yes. Uh, I had to actually use my own personal blood to make it happen. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, uh, blood sacrifice. <laughs> Uh, Insaniacs that actually listened and made it to the end, we appreciate you. Please stick with us as we continue to grow. Uh, and everybody have a, if we're, I, I, this probably won't come out before Christmas, but uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. All right. <laughs> See you guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. What the fuck was that? Is that? Is that what a podcast is? I guess so. It's very entertaining. I suppose. Oh.